This is a HeadGum Podcast. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or uh, uh, tossing pennies into a wishing well, Tim. No. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavor. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Tim, you know I'm obsessed with this thing. You can't get enough of this. It makes fun noises and it's magnetic. And then uh, they got delicious flavors like mint. And you're just sucking in flavored air. Sucking in mint all day every day. Yeah, minty fresh all day from this thing. And it's fun. Uh, Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard. But switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the Journey Pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code GUIDE to save 10% when you get the Journey Pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code GUIDE to save an additional 10% off your order today. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Uh, Sorry, Tim. I'm just looking at all the uh, controls, making sure before I hit play, everything was uh, correct. Hit record? Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, record. Record record and play at the same time you have to do on this one. Oh, wow. Remember that? You'd have to do that with some uh, recorders. Cassette players. Cassette players if you wanted to record some. Just Mm -hmm. hitting record wasn't enough. No. I like the ones where the record button clicked down and then you could like wait and press the play button. Cuz some of the ones where I you clicked them to... with such luxuries. <laughs> some of them when you had to press them both together, they didn't always stay. I had some where like if you pressed the record button. Mm-hmm. There's like it's like a black button, mm-hmm. but there's like a little red circle in it that yeah, like yeah, wasn't yeah. connected for some reason. But then the play button would like Go the down press automatically like with a ghost? it. No, it was more like a mechanism within the the the, the tape recorder. You I took think. it apart to make sure. Uh, I didn't verify it myself, but my friend did. Oh, it sounds like a good. I had my friend over <laughs> who was handier than I was. Uh, your friend could be a liar. It could have been a ghost. Could have been a ghost. Um, my house. You ever heard of the ghost in the machine? That's what they're talking about. How are you doing this week, Tom? (laughs) Uh, I'm doing good, Tim. I'm uh, flying high off of big uh, claw machine wins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were were bragging about this before. (laughs) Well, Tim, once you hear hear what I won, I think you'll be pretty surprised, pretty impressed. you were just on a uh, claw machine... uh, (laughs) Claw machine-centered vacation. Yeah. No, I, I uh, went to the Jersey Shore with uh, my fiance's Spent family. Spent the weekend at the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Boom, 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 at the Jersey Shore. What, what song is that? Uh, well, we're living here in Allentown. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Tom, there are. I have a lot terrible of... news. What? They're closing all the factories. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, and it's getting very hard to stay. A what? Oh, just to stay. To stay. Hey. A lot of uh, hey. pen- Pennsylvania hey. people uh, uh, vacation at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, uh, Billy Joel, looks like he, sounds like he did his research. Yeah. Hey. Point to Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Joel won. He's, he's got enough Tim points. Tim and Tom, zero. <laughs> Billy Joel's got millions of points, and we've, we've still got uh, uh, zero. Yeah. Uh, we had one and we lost it. <laughs> we were disqualified. Uh, but yeah, there there was an arcade, you know, like a boardwalk arcade with uh, tons of claw machines. How much? How much did you spend? Do you think cumulatively? I know on how much I machines? spent. I spent twenty five dollars on claw machines. Yeah, on claw machines. Okay. On the claw machines and like other arcade games and stuff. How much? How much time cumulatively mm. did that twenty five dollars represent in entertainment? Uh, probably like two hours or so. Oh, that's great. Well, they had a uh, twenty. I always think of things in terms of movie tickets. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, I I do the same. Like sometimes I'm like, uh, should I like buy this like ten dollar game? And I'm like, eh, if I play it for an hour or two and I enjoy it, that's cheaper than a movie. Yeah. Especially these days, time. Yeah. Especially in this 4DX powered world we live in. Oh, I, I wish. I wish there were more 4DX uh, theater sim. Unfortunately, it's proprietary technology to the real corporation. <sighs> uh, what would you expect from a company with a kingly name like Regal? But quite the throne. A throne that moves itself? Well, who's going to know best? Yeah. The king. The king. Um, All hail the king. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, $25, they had 20 cents ski ball. All right. So that killed a lot 20 of 20 cent? 20 cents. Come on, just make it a quarter. Uh, no, because then you get five plays instead of four for a dollar. That's, oh, you got, it only takes dollars? Uh, I thought people were putting dimes in. No, no, it takes like a card. You Two swipe dimes, a card. please. <laughs> no, you swipe a card. What is this, 19... 19- 23? No, like I said, you swipe a card. Paying things for things. Tom, <laughs> you're paying for things in dimes? Very, like the very, 1920s? very modern, Tim. You buy the card, you put money on the card, it's you swipe the card. 100 years ago? Um, let me run down what I won in the claw machine. Uh, and All right, I'll I'll give you the caveat in a minute. Uh, one thing, a mini basketball. Oh, for a sporto uh, such mm-hmm. as yourself, that's huge. It's actually like a pretty decent uh, quality basketball. Can I have it? No, you can't have it. It's mine. My I want son it. really likes uh, basketballs, and I don't know where to get one. Uh, they don't. They closed the Models. Models doesn't exist anymore. Tim, I potentially have another ball for him. Okay. <laughs> because I want another ball. I want a flash ball. Whoa, like, what's uh, that? You know, the, the comic character, the flash. That's the one that you're trying to get rid of? Yes. Because of the dastardly Ezra Miller. <laughs> exactly, Tim. Yes. I can't afford to be connected with that guy. Does it right have now. their face on it? No, it just has the Flash logo. Oh, okay, well, it that was, seems very cool. It was in a uh, case full of uh, like DC logo balls, basically, right. and the and the Flash one was the easiest one to grab. I won it, and then I said, I think I could probably get that Wonder Woman ball. Uh, then I went. What? I don't even want this ball. What am I? Why? Why should I try and but get more balls? But all the other stuff that you're going after in claw <laughs> machines, you desperately want. Well, wait, Tim. Wait to hear what the other things are. Um, oh, then I got a, a like a, a plush squid that turns inside out. It's pretty right. neat. Um, 
I got a little tiny squeezy alien. Do the eyes pop out? No, nah, it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of like, like squeezes. This is all stuff that is up your alley. Maybe not the the squid, <laughs> uh, but like the flash. Mm-hmm. You got aliens. This is this is Tom Reynolds to a T. Yeah. Well, so this then bur- boardwalk uh, arcade at the Jersey Shore really has <laughs> your number. Listen to this. Then they got a machine. That has a bunch of boxes in it. Mm. Just plastic treasure chests. The only thing that would be more on brand is if there was a claw machine where you could get a 3D printed gun. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you don't need to win that. That's why you buy the machines. Yeah. So you can print it yourself. Sorry. Uh, so there were, there were boxes. Little uh, plastic treasure chests that are locked. Mm. And the way this worked was if you got one, which I did... Um, you had to bring it to the counter, and then you would have to make a deal or no deal style choice. Oh, wow. Open it. Were there beautiful women there? <laughs> there were not beautiful women there, Tim. I think there were, there, there were like a surprising amount of older women enjoying the arcade while I was there. Um, was there a bald man with OCD uh, urging you to take the deal? <laughs> no. Uh I'll oh boy, I was I'll get to why I was so mad. Uh the sign on the machine says like don't open this when you get it. I tried to open it. I was like yeah. trying to figure out a way to open it's like locked with an actual little padlock. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the padlock you put on a suitcase, maybe. If you needed to. Yeah. If it if, was an emergency. Uh, if there was an EpiPen in there and somebody <laughs> started went into anaphylactic shock. You... Tim, that's one of my fantasies that uh so I don't want to see anybody go into anaphylactic lactic shock but that they would say is anybody a doctor and said no but if there's a epipen inside a claw machine oh yeah i can help and they say there is it's the only way to save this man's life and i uh do it gonna need a lot of dimes (laughs) tim again it's a card you just swipe the card but uh then i could force this thing open but anyway i didn't force it open so here's what the the game was, the game within a game, if you will. Man, this is this is the the gift that keeps on giving, huh? The, no wonder you had two hours worth of fun here. <laughs> Inside this box was anywhere between ten and a thousand tickets. Oh, I thought you were gonna say dollars. <laughs> no, no, ten and a thousand tickets. Okay. Or you could not open it and accept three hundred tickets. Ah. Which is what I went with, because my wait, thing, yeah. You, here's Tom, here's why, Tim. Were the tickets that important to you? Yeah, like getting some. Wait till you hear what I got, okay, Tim. Right. I I you, you I'd had already the best won so much, Tom. <laughs> uh no. Wait till you hear what I got. I saved the best for last. So you took the three hundred tickets. You didn't even get to see what was in the box. No, be, but, you leave the boardwalk. No, well, it, let me explain. I'm so upset. First off, the reason why I didn't open it is: Are you really gonna trust an arcade with a game of chance? Ah, that's true. Oh yeah, like they are. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, well, one. one of them in there has a thousand tickets, but unfortunately, you got the ten ticket one. Right, right. So I was like, a hundred percent, all these things have ten tickets in them. Tom, one time I was at the bowling alley. Uh huh. And there was a claw machine there. Yeah. And. Uh, Ryan McCaslin, direct hit. Mm-hmm. 
got a stuffed animal. Yeah. Started pulling it up, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't come up. It wouldn't come up. Finally came loose. Mm-hmm. There was it was duct taped oh, to the stuff beneath scoundrels. it, and like Ryan McCaslin, to his credit, uh, stuck with it. Yeah, and uh, didn't give up and and loosened it. Uh-huh. But a lesser man, a lesser eleven-year-old boy at the bowling alley <laughs> uh-huh. would have walked away and right. just been like, eh, yeah, no, that's ungettable." Yeah. Uh, he called the police afterwards. Of course, they yeah. raided the place uh, yeah. within minutes. They, they, we swatted that place. They, <laughs> we we swatted a lot of things. Uh, they said we're we're right in the middle of a, a triple homicide, but uh, we're gonna drop everything. And come right over there. God damn, it's a great thing swatting wasn't a thing when I was 13 yeah. and all of our idiot friends were 13. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, me and you wouldn't have done it. No, we would have been in the room like egging them on though. And yeah. like to just be like, I want to see what happens. Right. But like, yeah, there are some people that would have made those calls. Absolutely. Happily. Uh, I mean, they could still do it now, Tim. They could. Yeah, they'd probably be better at covering their tracks than when they were 13. I don't know. Well, those people are pretty dumb. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I took the 300. They don't, I was like, the guy put the put it under the counter. I was like, you don't open it up so I can see if I made a good decision or not? No, it wasn't even that. I, I took the 300 and I went like, ah, all right, now it's time for the moment of truth. Let's see if I made a good decision or not. And he goes, oh, no, we don't open them. What the hell? And, well, that convinced me, like, I made the right decision. Yeah. If they're not opening it, you, yeah. you scoundrel. Nobody will ever, like, a guy that's hanging around for an hour and seeing people bringing those boxes up, we're like, oh, every single one had 10 yeah. tickets. Yeah, hmm, very interesting. Huh. Yeah, he was probably afraid of me launching an investigation. Yeah. Oh, he know he knows a, 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 a sharp tack when he sees one. <laughs> you saw how much shit I was walking around with from the claw machines. <laughs> It's probably like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to get one over on this genius. So you got the two balls. Uh-huh. You got an octopus plush. Yeah. You got an alien. A little alien. You got, uh, much like those uh, aliens that are on display at the Mexican uh, <laughs> the... Congress right now. Uh-huh. Um, you got the 300 tickets, which yes. I've changed my stance on. I'm supportive of, of, I'm of your decision. so glad that you I'm finally came you, around. Yeah. Um, uh, honorable mention, uh, there was a claw machine, you know, the claw machines with the like scooper claws, the candy ones. Yeah. The candy just ones. Like, you, you want some Tootsie Rolls? Yeah. And some yeah. of those fruit Tootsie Rolls too. Yeah. yeah. I'll take some of those. Um, so they had those, I didn't, I didn't bother with the candy ones, but they had one with uh snaps, you know, little snaps you throw. Oh like yeah. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I, I, I could go for that. Um, so first try I grab one. But I grab it too well, Tim. It doesn't scoop it up, but it gets both sides. Go goes up, tries to grab it harder, and goes for like a minute straight. And all then, the snaps don't start snapping. No, at this it wasn't yeah. strong enough. And then the display changes to say E one, and the claw drops into the machine, and the machine, uh, which is broken. Yeah. So I broke one machine. And I was like, should I go over and be like, what, hey, what man. You... <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> like, well, uh, uh, you owe me a dollar's worth of snaps, please, sir. Um, 
But it's like <laughs> I'm a 42 year old man. Can you please uh... <laughs> open the machine? Give me my snaps. <laughs> but then I was like, ah, oh, should I at least like tell him it's broken? And I was like, nah, he'll blame me. I'm yeah. just gonna keep my big mouth shut. Yeah. I don't know that the blame means anything. <laughs> <laughs> he chased me out of there, Timmy. Or he saw us <laughs> robbing him blind, uh, and now I'm breaking <laughs> the equipment because I'm too good at it. So then, uh, so here's what I got with my 300 tickets, Tim. Here's the the grand finale of the prizes coup de gras. The first one, a very nicely made standard whoopee cushion. Oh, regular size? Regular size. Standard size. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't uh, fallen into <laughs> that trap. I know. I, you know what, Dim? Uh, as I said it, I realized, why did I tell this guy I just got a whoopee cushion? He's going to be on his guard all night uh, now. Yeah, I'm on high alert now. It's going to be so hard to get him. Uh, and the second thing, Tim, the biggest prize I won, a pair of spy glasses that let me see what's going on behind me. Uh, Tom, can I see them? Tim, uh, minor uh, programming note. I, I I completely skipped over two of the other big wins that I got. Yeah, you show, you you trotted them out for me, and I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, and one was well, one's like a little shitty slinky that doesn't really even yeah. do anything. I think it was like yeah, five to. It was like I had a uh, yeah, give me that. Um, but the other one, <laughs> no, I didn't even think about it. it just but, happened. <laughs> but the other one, uh, a set of chattering teeth. Wind up chattering yeah. teeth, which is also a great classic gag. So I feel like I walked if I walked out of there with nothing but spy glasses, a whoopee cushion, and chattering teeth, I'd be happy. You yeah. know, that's an afternoon's worth of uh, uh, laughs for everybody. Tom, mm-hmm. you did the Jersey Shore right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, best vacation again. Uh, that sounds like uh, just hearing about it. Mm-hmm was better than experiencing any vacation that I've ever been on. <laughs> well, uh, the last 15 minutes of my life was uh, was more... Uh, you, you, it was the best vacation you ever had, just yeah, listening. Exactly. Wow. Well, I, I take that as quite a compliment, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, that's not what we're here to talk about. No. We're, we're here, here to move books. Yeah. Uh, which, coincidentally, I have a new one of. Wait, what? Yeah. Coming out, or it's out by the time you're hearing this. The street date is... The, has been broken. Is, is it... that what you mean? No, no, no. It's uh, September 15th? Yes. Oh, okay. A, a, a matter of hours from when we're recording this. From current recording time. Yeah, but yeah. right now it's out there. I can't Go wait get to it. read it. The latest book in the metal series... <laughs> Not the metal meta series, Tim. The the latest and final book. The final chapter. Yeah, it's just one chapter, and the no, it's not just one. It's it's an entire book. Very confused. You've, you've done more to hurt my career than if you actually were trying. <laughs> through yeah, your, that's that's the frustrating silly part. Jokes. I have nothing but good intentions. <laughs> I know you're trying your best, but unfortunately, everything just blows up in your face. Story of my goddamn life over here. Uh, but uh, I figured that would be. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, maybe I should say to Tim, "Hey, let's do the episode about my books." But I, I didn't want to do that. Why not? I don't remember everything that happens in my books. <laughs> that's good. Uh, 
a guy that wrote the conclusion of, of no, the story. No, I mean, I, I went through and checked things, of course. I, yeah. like, refreshed my memory. But I'm very bad at, like, recalling, especially I feel like when I'm writing, like, uh, sometimes I'll have two different ideas. And uh, or, or I'll, like, write beginning with one idea and then halfway through I'll be like, oh, I should change that. It should be this. And then when I'm done, I'm like, wait, which one did I go with? I can't remember. So that kind of stuff. Right. Plus, you haven't read all the books. So how would you uh, uh, know all the deep dive questions? I've read. I, I don't think I've read all of them, but I've read most of them. Okay. A well, baker's okay, dozen. Okay, then start uh, uh, peppering me with questions, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this character, Jim. Uh-huh. Uh, thinly veiled uh, reference to uh, a man named Tim. People have, of course, pointed that out. And I swear to God, it didn't even occur to me. I mean, may- maybe it did subconsciously. Yeah. Uh, maybe you were which, incepted. Which is pro- maybe I was incepted by you and like it didn't completely take. Yeah. And I, I decided the character's name should be Jim instead maybe of Tim. Maybe I made the decision. Like, it'd be too obvious. He'd, he'd realize this right. and veto this idea. Right. Because the last thing he wants to do is give me any credit or notoriety. Yeah. You were you were under a lot of pressure. The dreams were collapsing in on themselves. Uh, yeah, there was a snowmobile chase that I wasn't exactly sure was happening. <laughs> you, you had to get out of there. A slow motion van was falling into a river. Yeah. A lot going on. A lot, a lot to keep track of. Tom, mm-hmm. the name of the book? Uh, Infinity's End. I knew that because I yeah. saw the marketing. I saw yes. your uh, your online marketing for it, which is uh, very impressive, by Thank the way. Thank you. Infinity's End. Yeah. Uh, the end of the meta series. The end of the or meta. at least this uh, this tale that you're telling. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But but for right now, this is we the end We all know what story. happens. Authors are like, and that's the end of it. Now on to something new. Are you like that as much? Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm completely reserving the right to, to do that. So, uh, t- Did you know that there are fantastic beasts in the world as well? <laughs> uh, maybe I didn't tell you the story about what happened 100 years ago. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and... Oh, and uh, my first book, Tim, I went back and re-edited it. Oh. Yeah. and uh, Edited out all the slurs? <laughs> not all the slurs. There not were... all the slurs. That would be a too no, solid come order. on. Be... <laughs> the book yeah, wouldn't make sense you know, There is uh, a little something called artistic <laughs> license, Tim. Uh, no, but actually there were, like I think, one or two uh, swear words in there that I forgot uh, were in the first book. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, a series mm-hmm. where it was originally more adult, and yeah. then they realized, hey, let's 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 uh, gear this more towards kids. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that happened. That happened with like the Terminator movies. The first two are R, and then I think all the rest are PG thirteen. Oh yeah, but not like yeah, it's not like changing it to kids. Yeah, but but yeah, you know, or they're... just being like the vibe of the like the tone of the first one is like. Oh, a little bit more adult, and it's like, mm-hmm. ah, this could actually be a little bit more mass appeal. Let's soften some of the edges. Anyway, let me be the first to congratulate you. Thank you. On uh, the successful launch of Infinity's End. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. it's successful. But... The clock might strike midnight while the... we're recording oh. here, and you'll be like, I'm ruined. The, the... <laughs> I'll never recover from <laughs> The numbers this. are in. 
Uh, oh, but like I was saying, I re-edited that first book. I, I might do it. A, uh, I might do it again. But uh, but that that's up there, too. And guess what? It's on sale right now. Ninety nine cents. If you're hearing this before Thursday, the, the digital copy. Sometimes I say things like that. And people are like, uh, it says it's uh, like fifteen dollars. I'm like the digital copy. You think I can uh, send things out physically for ninety nine cents? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sending out anything, to be honest with you. It's Amazon doing it. Now, when somebody orders a book from Amazon, it's not the author sending that out personally from (laughs) their house? It's not. It's Ah. uh, They have warehouses and uh, machines that can make books. Wow. Yeah. Um, They use those machines to make the books, and then they send the books. Interesting. Mm -hmm. The machines send the books, too? Uh, They wish. Uh, I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah. Um. YA. Why but yeah, we're we're talking about young adult books, which I feel like aren't as popular as they used to be. Right? Really? I mean, I'm not speaking necessarily from personal experience. I'm just saying I'm thinking about the days of Twilight, the days of the Hunger Games. Like uh and then there were all like the Hunger Games knockoffs, you know, like the Maze Runner and uh Divergent. Not right. necessarily knockoffs, but sim you know, very similar uh yeah. Genre. I, I feel... Dystopian YA. Dystopian YA series. Yeah. I think what happened mm-hmm. was Divergent, that's one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. That was one, that was the Shailene Woodley one that, I think they made like three movies and there was supposed to be a fourth and they just didn't make it. Yeah. Or maybe and that's two and they didn't make the third. I feel like that's, that was when we saw like the... Cr- um, it, it pains the, the, me to say this. The, the crass side of Hollywood uh-huh. where it's just like, oh, this stuff doesn't work anymore. Cut off this whole pipeline. And <laughs> yeah. like, then all the publishers were like, all right, Hollywood's not optioning this. Uh, f- close down this pipeline. Yeah. It's done. We're not publishing any more of this. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, I remember with those Divergent movies, it was weird because I believe they made three of them. I couldn't make heads or tails of what any of that was. It all looked so scary. (laughs) (laughs) But it was one of these things where I I believe the first two movies actually made very good money, and then the third one didn't, and they just immediately cut bait. They're like, forget it. And I think they floated like, oh, we might make the fourth movie as like a TV series. And it sounds like all the actors, agents reminded them, like, you did not sign up. You did not pay and sign my client up for a TV series. Like, uh, we would have to renegotiate that. And guess what? Like, uh, this person's a bigger star now. So it's going to cost. They said they they were like, "Ah, forget it. I just won't do anything. Yeah. Rather do nothing. And I mean, it's not one of the, you know, it's not like uh, uh, a. Release the Snyder cut. You don't see. Uh, no, people are clamoring for divergent <laughs> everywhere I go. I uh, was in a hipster coffee shop earlier today. Yeah, I heard two people talking about how much they want to see a uh, divergent four. Oh yeah, were yeah. they talking about starting a uh, viral campaign to? Yeah. Uh, uh, threaten the head of the <laughs> studio. Threaten the, the the children of the the head yeah. of the studio. I mean, but the thing is, now we know. 
maybe these uh, ex- uh, media executives do need to be threatened <laughs> with bodily harm to uh, do the right thing. Tom's words, not mine. <laughs> like restore, not not the kids. Leave the kids alone, of course. But yeah, uh, uh, what harm would a pie in the face in uh, during a big public event? Oh yeah, do? Tom, you ever think about how that uh, leave Britney alone guy? He was right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's what you were. That's what you want to know. If I ever think about, it's nothing to do with this. Yeah, you said leave the kids alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brittany was but a child. She wasn't, but she still should have been left alone. Yeah. Leave her alone, Tom. Yeah. Brittany's my age. I know, but regardless, I wish you would stop objectifying her. I'm not. Tim, I don't. Okay. (laughs) Uh, YA books. Young adult books. Young adult books. Tom, do you have a working definition of a young adult book? I don't really. It's, I guess, it's like a very fuzzy genre, I feel like. Yeah, like what makes something young adult? Mm -hmm. Like a novel, right? We're we're talking novels Novels, yeah. What makes a novel young adult? Why can't it just be like, yeah, it's just uh, for everyone? Yeah. Um, I think as a general rule, anything with with a protagonist who's a young adult it's just automatically assumed to be a young adult novel. But is that true? I th- I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions, but like I can't like think is, of... Like uh, is Catcher in the Rye. The mm-hmm. Catcher in the Rye. Famous. Yeah. Ex- is that a young adult novel? Well, I'll tell you, Tim, we're, we're, uh, we're looking at uh, uh, some of the, the Time Magazine top 100 books. But... Best YA books of all time. Yeah. And I of just... All... Time. Oh, they always get their brand name. <laughs> it always comes oh, around well, the time. Well, well. Uh, I went through the list, and I believe there are 10 books out of these 100 that I've read. And yeah, they're definitely catch. Oh, my point being Catcher in the Rise on that list. Right. Um, which, you know, that's what I'm saying, I guess, makes sense that it's if there's a young adult protagonist, it's considered young adult. I can't think of a book that has a, uh, a young adult protagonist that people don't consider a young adult book. What about uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close? Yeah, I guess maybe not. But that's like a kid, right? Yeah. What do we <laughs> What do we define it? Like a teen? Yeah, like a teen is more what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, I'll but, rack my brain, but I'm not very well read. But I this also, might surprise you. <laughs> but I also feel like young adult... Beyond that, it if it's a book you read in school, then it's also considered young adult nowadays, even though often you're reading it in school just because it's an example of uh, classic literature. It's, right. It's one of the best examples, and it's... Uh, Romeo and Juliet, is that a young adult uh, production? Yeah, I mean, I would consider that young adult. Okay. I, and and of course, like the audience is aimed, the audience for the book is young adults, pervert adults, not pervert adults, young adults. However, most young adult books, the, the vast majority of young adult readers are regular adults. Is that is that true? I don't know if it's vast majority, but it is at least in my case, it's definitely the majority. 
I have more adults reading my books than young adults. Now, when somebody buys but your I have book, more... you get like a full demographic profile, social security number, <laughs> no. address. No, I actually, I don't get any information. Uh, I'm basing this on like uh, emails that I've gotten from people. Well, kids don't know how to use email. Kids know how to use email. Gen Z doesn't. Well, tell, right. They're like, I'll kill myself D- before I do write an email. DMs, snaps. Tom, TikToks. not be DMing with, with, no, with not, young adults, please. I, 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 if somebody likes the books and they DM me, I'll, I'll say thank you. But yeah, I won't be like, oh, so well, what's uh, going on with climate you? climate time, I think you should just ignore it. Just no, delete, you can, hey, you delete can be your account. be nice without being a creep, Tim. I can know, I tell you something? Uh-huh. What? This is when, this is when uh, Twitter died in my mind. When, uh. When you stop being able to uh, DM teens? No, when people started saying, delete your account, and then being like, mic drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like somebody would say something like, I think we should like, uh, you know, uh, kill, uh, like put a whole like group of people in <laughs> in a bonfire because I disagree with their yeah, views yeah. or something. And somebody would be like, delete your account. And yeah. then they'd be like, yeah, I won that argument. It's like... Mm-hmm. The, I mean, you're right to to real, but yeah, like that, yeah. those aren't equivalent. Just be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that off your chest, Tim. I'm glad you pointed out the one cringe thing uh, that's ever been said on Twitter. <laughs> Delete your account, and then everybody like uh, responds with like a, the people on their side, like uh, uh-huh. with a clap. Emoji. Yeah, with claps. Yeah, yeah. or uh, maybe like a gif. Of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio raising his glass yeah. from The Great Gatsby. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I consider a young adult uh, novel to be aimed. The target audience is young adults. Does that mean? But like I said, I'm mostly adults, but I have more uh, teenagers than I would if I weren't writing young more adults. More than you would like. <laughs> no, I like, hey, Tim, I love all my readers. Yeah. And that's what gets you in trouble. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that would be my definite. Th- I feel like there's not a firm okay. definition of young So, enough. like, it's not necessary. So, it's not enough to just be teens. Young adults are the target audience. And, yeah. like, this is about two old folks uh, growing old together. I, the, what I think goddamn the, team's ever going to want to read that? I, right. I think right. that that basically is what... That's they're why, self-absorbed, these teens, right? Well, who isn't nowadays? Yeah, but they're just like, I don't want to hear about anybody who's not like me. Yeah. I mean, that was true of me when I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily exactly like me, but I was more interested in uh, the stories of fellow teens rather than... Uh, like two dumb old fucks like us. Yeah, I'd like uh, you... two dumb young fucks like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah. But Tim, like if I came to you and I was like, look, I wrapped up the last series, but get this. I got a new series coming out. It's a young adult novel. Uh focuses on two men in their early 40s. I think it's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, I don't, you know. But are they doing a podcast? They, yeah, they're doing a podcast. It's two guys in their forties doing a podcast, and I and think one uh, of them happens to be named Jim. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Factor. 
Tom, mm-hmm. it's the fall, baby, my favorite season. Yeah. And with the busy fall season already in swing, part of the reason I like fall is because it's busy. Yeah. Uh, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Yeah, but where am I going to find them? Guess what, Tom? Factor. Oh, I love Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Tom, mm-hmm. we both tried these meals. Yeah. I freaking love them. Yeah, I think very they're delicious. Good. So Surprisingly delicious, I would say. And they come to your house. They're easy. They're 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 ready mm-hmm. so quick. Yeah, you just dig in. Mm-hmm. It's it's very satisfying. And from what I understand, Mi- microwave or oven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tom, dietitians approved them. Oh, so like you know, you're there. Guess what? You can level up with gourmet plus options. I know you're a bit of a foodie. Mm-hmm. They're prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals, if you're an upscale man, uh-huh. with premium ingredients like broccolini. Ooh. That's well, something. Yeah, it's like little broccoli. Yeah, leeks, uh, yeah, truffle like leeks. butter, mm-hmm. and asparagus. All stuff that, like, uh, if you tell a baby boomer you're going to eat this stuff, they're going to be like, what? Yeah. But we're young and cool. Hey, we that love stuff it. That stuff is cool to us. Yeah. A couple of Gen Z guys like us. This September, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, and no mess. I just realized we're on audio. People can't see me pointing forcefully at you. <laughs> no, they, they can hear it, though. Yeah. Head to factormeals.com slash guide50 and use code guide50 to get 50% off. That's code guide fifty five zero at factormeals.com slash guide fifty to get fifty percent off. Factor and fifty. Using the internet without Express VPN is like forgetting to mute yourself on Zoom and everyone hears you uh, tr- uh, trash talking to your coworkers and farting and uh, pooping in the bathroom. What do you do on Zoom meetings, Tom? It may just be a bit of harmless banter, but what happens if your boss overhears you talking about his receding hairline? Uh, uh, my get boss my hates office! <laughs> I've told you not to do that! Reynolds! Have uh, you been talking about my hairline? Internet service providers. Like my wife. Internet service providers know every single website you visit, and ISPs can and do sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who use your data to target you. Yeah, you ever wonder why you're like, oh, I was looking on this on uh, you know, uh, Twitter. Why am I getting Facebook ads? Because the ISPs are selling you out, baby. ExpressVPN reroutes your network traffic through a secure encrypted tunnel so your ISP can't see or sell your online activity. So simple to use. You fire up the app and you click one button. It doesn't get any easier than that. Rated number one by CNET and TechRadar. It works on phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone can share your Wi-Fi. Everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Tim, I use ExpressVPN all the time. Wherever I'm, even when I'm connected at home. You never know. I don't want my ISP knowing anything about me. Agreed. They're a bunch of scoundrels if you ask me. Protect your online privacy by visiting expressvpn.com slash guide today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S 
expressvpn.com slash guide, and you can get an extra three months free, expressvpn.com slash guide. Tim, as I mentioned earlier, earlier. Oh, do we need to do a retake? <laughs> it's fine. We'll roll with it. Um, we're, uh, we're looking at the time.com list of the top 100. Right. I was looking at the Goodreads top 100 list. But I Goodreads feel like, is a mess. Can, oh. I, can, I, can I just go on record saying yes. I, can't, I can't make heads or tails of Goodreads anymore? Oh, oh I, me neither. And especially uh, like as an author on there and having an author, like I don't even look at it anymore. Really? Because, because it's just, I don't know, it's, I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, it's also uh, like a notoriously... Uh, uh, critical community on there right like a lot of people that on the internet yeah but like on goodreads specifically uh people like to like really tear books apart on there it seems yeah i just clout probably yeah for clout (laughs) um i just know that i've i've heard that from uh lots of other authors like i've i've yet to meet an author who's like you know it's great a you great know supportive community yeah where you know fans what like has led to my success is goodreads yeah. um so yeah and there are rumors that amazon might be looking to get rid of them oh really well they did them. they've done so much with it yeah exactly uh so yeah my but i looked at that top 100 list and i felt like too many of the books on that list were modern or like very modern like right. new releases so I was like, ah, we don't we don't know those books. And like I said, I only read one tenth of the books on this on this list. You but know what I don't understand about Goodreads, Tom. What's that? Sometimes you'll be like, oh, uh, like Tom Tom Reynolds. Does mm-hmm. it say like Goodreads author next to your name? Uh, I maybe something like that. Because that means like the author I, is on Goodreads, and like yeah. maybe he'll respond to you, or mm-hmm. like he does Q and A's or something. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I, I think you can like follow authors on there and stuff. Yeah, but like it'll be like, oh, this is like they're active on the platform. Mm-hmm. But then it's like Jane Austen, Goodreads author. <laughs> yeah, what's going she's on in there? there? She's mixing things up. She's uh, stirring, doing what Jane Austen always says, stirring the pot, causing controversy. Now, Goodreads could bridge the gap to the netherworld the other side and it's like yeah jane austen can communicate anyone who's published a book can communicate with the physical world i mean that but only through goodreads this is the only connection that we have yeah to them. they're they're the one website that has a tiny little wire uh connected to it going to the the afterlife into heaven, into heaven. it's mm-hmm. all the way up there and to hell, because like well, most most authors, <laughs> most authors are in hell. Yeah, you ever read a book, Tom? <laughs> Tim, I've read. Uh, I want to say <laughs> at least ten dozens of books. <laughs> yeah, all these all these authors, Tom. I hate to tell you because you're an author yourself, mm-hmm, but they're all going to hell. Yeah, for lying, for making up lies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm, I'm starting at the top of books and I know you've read a lot of these cause I read some, some of them in school with you, although we were never in an English class together no. and, uh, we were barely in the hallways together. It's true. And, uh, some in, uh, uh, I think we had a gym class together once or twice. Maybe. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Er, Both I, of us couple of uh, real uh, I have, a, I have a very, very clear image of uh, uh, what your body looked like as a teenager. <laughs> cool. No, but I do feel like we had a uh, uh, gym class at least once. Maybe. But but no other. I don't real have classes. very many recollections of gym class. <laughs> I don't know. Like I certainly didn't well, participate. Yeah, of course. It, yeah, we all remember the time you got hit so hard in the head. <laughs> I got pantsed pretty bad one time in, <laughs> in gym class. I know. Um, so uh, that's that's where my recollection of uh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I was like, does that? Yeah, yeah, Tom. Yeah, he, you were in that uh, class. Yeah, because your underwear got got too. Yeah. Right? Oh wow. A, a ruthless uh, <laughs> young lady did it to me. Oh wow. Tim, that, and nowadays, a young lady would be canceled for uh, disrobing a man against his will. Yeah. In front of uh, dozens of children. Yeah, just society. Well, you weren't a man, I guess. You were a boy. Yeah, even worse. Yeah. She'd and be she in jail. She was 35. Yeah, I don't know how she got in there. Um, it was one of those situations where an adult's pretending to be a teen to uh, uh, help There's out the local vice. There's always a documentary about it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, these are some books we read. Little Women. The Littlest. We read this. I read it in school. We also read it on Books of Podcasts. Yeah. And hey, we all saw the movie. Starring Florence Pugh. Yeah. And uh, Hermione, right? She was in the yeah, movie. Yeah, she was in it. Uh-huh. And Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> right. That's the top build out three actors. <laughs> Those right? were the top yeah. three build actors. Yeah. Those were the titular little women. Yep. It was uh, an unusual casting choice to yeah. have Bob Odenkirk as one of the little women. I mean, but... it was an unusual casting choice to have Bob Odenkirk as the dad. Yeah, but it was great. He he did a great job. Yeah. But Remember like... how much everybody cheered when he came back when you thought he might be dead? Yeah. but so, like... Oh, sorry for the spoilers for little women. Do you remember how everybody went like... Bob Odenkirk <laughs> when he came on the screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom mm-hmm. by uh, Louisa May Alcott. Yeah. Good book. Yeah, very good book. Good book. Yeah, when we re- reread it for Books of Podcast, uh, I think I read it, right? You read it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I actually ever read it, but like between you explaining <laughs> it to me and like I was certainly supposed and to read it in the high cliff school. Notes in high school. Yeah, that's what like I definitely read it in high school, but I'm sure I skim parts of it and whatever. But reading it, rereading it as an adult, uh, I was like, oh, I can see why there's a classic. It's a very yeah. Good book. Well, that's I think. And kind of timeless. Right. And like. So is that a young adult book? If like if you gave it to the majority of young adults, you'd be, they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like skim this at best." Um, I mean, I think only because it's old, so there are some things you can't relate to. But I think there are, are a lot of things in that book that uh, uh, teens today could still relate to, as long as they can get past the like uh, old fashioned prose. Right. Maybe you should uh, write a new version in Gen Z slang. I would love to. You can talk about uh, them rizzing each other up. Rizzing? Yeah. I don't understand any of this. Well, that's because you don't have any riz, Tim. What's riz? Oh, boy. Wouldn't you like to know? God damn it. I'll never You know what it is, Tim? It's short for charisma. Oh. Yeah. And like charming somebody. I don't like that Rizzing them up. Look. I don't have to like it. 
<laughs> I I shouldn't like it. Right. But you're going to start using it. Uh, but in I also feel like other people my age mm-hmm. are like learning this slang. Right. Whereas like in generations past, we'd be like, let the young people do the young people <laughs> stuff. No, people, and like I'm not going to worry about this. And now everybody's got to uh, everybody's got to listen to Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> you you told me you listened to the new Olivia Rodrigo and you liked it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so <laughs> the music's good, Tom. Yeah, but you, I don't, but you I hate, don't care for what she's saying. You hate you hate yourself for listening to it and liking it. Though. Yeah, um, it's got a lot of riz that one. <laughs> She does. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can use the I can hang. I I know, Tim. And but I don't think it's a new phenomenon that a generation thinks the generation younger than them has stupid slang. Yeah. I'm no, sure, what I'm, I'm saying is that mm-hmm. our generation is embracing that stupid slang. Yes. Where it should be like let the kids do the kid stuff. Oh yeah. Let's not try to participate. Right. It's it's cringe when we try to participate. Right. From what uh, I understand. Let, let me use some of the slang in like a uh, uh, work meeting. Yeah. To to let everybody know I'm still hip and cool. I still got it. Yeah. The riz. The riz is what you got still. Yeah. But but again, I think it's more specific to like trying to charm like a a. a uh, s- potential sexual partner. Oh, eh, not always, but a little bit. I don't trust. No, I don't sexual, trust that you like know. A- I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust that you understand any of it. Yo, you- like, oh, oh, Tom, the most plugged in guy I know to youth <laughs> culture is gonna is gonna tell me how. Do this- you think uh, there were any like uh, like in the mid nineties like radio show hosts that were having a conversation like? What is it with all these kids nowadays saying something they don't believe and then ending it with not? <laughs> that confused me, though, as a kid at first. <laughs> what do you mean it confused you? It made perfect sense. It just meant I didn't mean what I just I said. I know. I saw one the for the first time in a Nickelodeon commercial. Okay. And the Nickelodeon commercial was like, this Thanksgiving... Uh, at Thanksgiving dinner, be sure to eat all of your Brussels sprouts and be very polite and rub your grandma's feet. <laughs> not. And like not having heard that before, uh-huh. I was just like, wait, what? Because that doesn't mean like, <laughs> like so you're wait, saying what not. what the hell is you're, going on? What you're should not I saying, do? I'm only kidding. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so it took me a minute to, to put the context, the contextual yeah. clues together. Yeah, eventually, yeah. And then that was all you were saying. Yeah. Like oh, there's uh, a- I wasn't really saying that. <laughs> Not <laughs> exactly. Uh, the next book, Tim, a tree grows in Brooklyn. Yeah, more like a child grows in Brooklyn. Yeah, the child. According was to our high school. The- uh- Yes, our high school English teacher. We had the same high school English teacher at different times. Yeah, we had the same shtick. Who his stance yeah. on a tree grows in Brooklyn. Uh, Never changed. His uh, brother-in-law was an airline pilot. (laughs) (laughs) The stance was mostly that he grew up in Canarsie. Yeah. And uh, and this this book book takes place in Canarsie, and it's basically, he could have written it. Like, uh, like it's his, yeah, his it's like, story. And you didn't, and now you're, uh, now you're teaching telling, idiots. <laughs> you're teaching a bunch of idiots who don't care. <laughs> who aren't going to remember anything from Man. this book except that, uh, oh, I just remember this teacher, like, I remember this being a good book, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Yeah. I remember liking it. 
And I remember him constantly telling us that this, it was just like him. And then one day he told this story. He was laughing so hard he could barely even get through the story about <laughs> about how one time his friend pretended like he was going to push him off the pier but didn't do it. Uh, but he was like, he couldn't get, I thought he was going to puke. He was laughing so hard. At yeah, just, well, that's... You know, that's, that's a sad life. Yeah. A sad life poorly lived. Uh, I've I've read the diary of Anne Frank. Not not much funny to say about that. No, I've. You know what? I that's one of those books. I was like, yeah, I'm sure I've read it. I don't think I have. Yeah, I think I've read it twice throughout school, uh. and and probably like the first time I didn't really read it. I skimmed it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember reading it, and again, that's another book where uh, you know it's uh, very uh, relatable to a teenager. I think even uh, not, not to us with all the Holocaust stuff, Tom. No, no, but like some of her like concerns. Uh, oh like, yeah, yeah. Like it was like when Justin Bieber went to the Anne Frank house <laughs> and signed the the yeah, guest that book. She would have been a believer, and like. Uh, Everybody's like, oh, I made it about him. But like, uh, and then her estate came out and was like, no, yeah, she yeah. would have been. Cause she, like, the whole point of this is that she was like An a regular yeah. person, a regular teen that this, that like lived through extraordinary and horrific times and right. experiences. And like, so yeah, in a perfect world. Yeah, it should be believable and like believable. Teen- but teens should be able to read this now and think this could happen again. Yeah. I I relate to her except for all of the things that had like I Yeah, yeah. This bad stuff is not happening to me. But right. I, the, all the other ways. Right. You saw that she was just a regular teen girl uh yeah. who never intended for this diary to be public, I assume. Uh right? Yeah, I don't think like, so. Like wasn't writing it to an audience. Uh Certainly could have never known how uh, influential and uh, big of a book it would become. But but I feel like that's one of the like. <laughs> they should publish more little girls diaries. <laughs> just like non-notable little girls. Like, yeah, just a regular nothing bad happens to a yeah. little girl. Just, to, just so you can compare and contrast. Yeah. Be like, well, you're not as good as Anne Frank. Yeah. Imagine that. Your writing like... is pedestrian. <laughs> You're, you're, no, uh, enough note happened to you. 12 years old, you go to the Scholastic Book Fair, you find out they're publishing your diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I hope... Uh, and this is how I find out? I hope, uh, you know, Jack doesn't read it and hear how uh, obsessed I am with Jack. And then yeah, you exactly. Jack's, that, uh, that did, cracking uh, it open. Ruin my social yeah. standing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like that's one of the, like... Serious, important books you read as a teenager that uh, is, in, I mean, maybe just because it's not Hopefully makes you a little less of a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. May, but, as uh, I said, I don't think I've ever read it. So. And, <laughs> and helps you uh, contextualize things like World War II right. uh, in a more relatable way. The next book, Catcher in the Rye, the old favorite. Uh, James Dean Salinger, the old favorite. Jimmy Dean, the old favorite of what was the guy's name? John Markar, John. 
John Quincy Adams? Who's the guy that shot Lennon? I'm not thinking. Is John Mark Carr the guy that claimed he killed John Benet Ramsey? Yeah. yeah. Now that you said his name, I'll never think of the guy who shot John Lennon. <laughs> it wasn't Hinckley. He shot Reagan. John Lennon assassination. Assassin. Assassin. Why don't we just go assassin? Yeah. Was Mark t- David Chapman. Oh, <laughs> Mark yeah. David Chapman. John Mark Carr. <laughs> I guess John Quincy Adams. My next guess was Mark Paul Gosler. <laughs> I knew it was three names. Something's going to come out about that guy, but I don't think it's that he killed John oh, Lennon. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, famously, the book he had on hand, Tim. I was in a. Uh, I was telling you a little bit. I was in a used bookstore this weekend, mm-hmm. and the uh, the shop owner wouldn't shut up. Uh, he was making it real clear what the difference between a bookstore and a library is. Oh, jeez. So, uh, but he was. He Dude, was somebody going to be like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm going to read this whole 300 page novel in your in your store." You- in the next four minutes. Wait, where you? Oh no, no! I was just saying he was uh, being loud instead of quiet. Oh, I see. <laughs> Not that he was kicking people out for reading. <laughs> anyway, you can see how I would. Yes, uh, yeah, okay, I should have been. I okay. should have been more clear. <laughs> but uh, there was like this weird, uh, you know, uh, we were we were staying at a house on the beach. is It was lovely, and. Um, yeah, like when you're staying with a group of people, it's like just put the TV on, you know, just put random things on or whatever, just kind of like background noise. But uh, uh, one of the things that was on the TV a lot during one day was uh, Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. which led me to find the Impractical Jokers bit where they tried to get old Tom and old Tom didn't fall for it. And also refused to sign a release. So you got a blurry face, Tom. No, I'm not even in it blurry face. Oh. Yeah, which I was disappointed. <laughs> but uh should have signed the release. But anyway, I was uh you know, I maybe I impractical jokers on the mind. I thought that was what was happening in this bookstore. Cause this like middle age not even middle I feel like older than middle age. Elderly. Not elderly. But like I guess not as old as our parents, but Mid sixties, yeah, in between our age and our parents' age. Okay, uh, and she was like, she went up to the uh, shop owner and she's like, "Why is there so much controversy about Catcher in the Rye?" Okay, like, how do you have an interest in this, but you don't know, like, uh, why? It's not something that you've looked into in the last, yeah. And you're like, I have to ask a bookstore owner. Fifty sometime. years, yeah. I feel like he gave a he, I, he actually did give a, like a good explanation of like yeah a lot of people who have done bad things have either been you know had this book with them or like quoted it in their diaries and like most people read this book and they're like yep that's what being a teenager is like and then some people read this book and they're like somebody should do something like you know right. the identify too much with Holden Caulfield and don't realize like. Yeah, but in the end, he doesn't do anything. There's just teen angst, and most people grow out of it. He doesn't assassinate even one guy. No, not even. Lord of the Flies? 
Is that why? Yeah, that's why. Eh? Yeah, Th- that's the first I think indisputable. There's why? Yeah, mostly because it's like kind of like the Hunger Games. A bunch of kids <laughs> running around in the forest uh, trying around. to kill. Them. Uh, we read that on Books of Podcast, and uh, I think we both read it in school. This episode just full of plugs. <laughs> Buy my book. Subscribe to our Patreon. Go to our high school. <laughs> you can read all these books. <laughs> yeah, take Mr. Giordano's English class. <laughs> Your stories about Canarsie. Uh, but I do remember Lord of the Flies being like a rare classic that we had to read in school that everybody read and liked yeah uh that like even you know uh i don't know 50 years removed uh kids were still into yeah i remember being a little let down i was like this is a little bit more boring than i was expecting yeah but then they start killing each other and stuff and they're like yeah and there's a pig's head yeah and then pig the pig's head talks to who simon or something yeah i think so it's like wait what's happening here did yeah. this really happen? <laughs> and that's when I, uh, that was my first uh, inclination to understand that uh, books can be weird. Yeah, books can be weird. Yeah. And uh, they can like seem normal for a while and yeah. then do something weird. Uh, it's like you ever hear about there are people that uh, didn't realize that uh, Game of Thrones wasn't based on uh, <laughs> real life. I think we talked about that last week on this very show, Tom. <laughs> it's something I've been thinking about since then. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, by Harper Lee. I read this in yeah. high school when mm-hmm. we were supposed to. Yes. Freaking loved it. I remember this also being like a pretty popular uh, uh, class read that everybody was like into it. Yeah. And uh and uh, liked the uh like the characters, liked Atticus, liked Scout. What I mean like Boo Radley. I never got the full clear answer on what happened with Ghost at a Watchman. Like people oh, were like, yeah. Oh, it was a sequel. No, actually it was the first draft that yeah. she was convinced to completely rewrite. And it's like that was the first draft. Mm-hmm. It's not close enough to Still makes sense. Yeah, that this is the first draft, and it's like they stole it from an old lady who didn't know <laughs> right. anything. Yeah, didn't know. I was what like, she maybe was I shouldn't over. read it, and right. then uh, and I just didn't read it. I feel like it just kind of like came and went. That people yeah. were like, "Yeah, this is kind of like a rough sketch of a story." I mean, I imagine it's somewhere. I imagine that kind of makes sense that she wrote this first. Go tell a watchman, and then you know wrote. To Kill a Mockingbird took some elements that she liked from that and used them for this book. And that's why people are like, uh, maybe, maybe to, uh, to go tell a watchman was like a more, more sprawling story. And she decided to like focus. It's impossible to know. Yeah. For any, for me, it's kind of like the, uh, 2018 reboot of Murphy Brown, where it's like, I'm sure the publisher was like, oh, everybody's going to be all over uh, this thing. Maybe getting that Murphy Brown money again. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like, people are like, I don't really know what this is. I don't yeah. think this is like, I don't know. You guys didn't think this through. Like, uh, appreciate you trying. Respect Not really everybody if it involved. involved uh, uh, tricking an old woman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I never say that about Candace Bergen, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> she had no idea that was a set. 
<laughs> she, she she thought she was Murphy Brown. Yeah, she they they kept it going uh 24 hours a day. She thought she had like woken up in a you know an alternate reality. Was Frank Fontana in the I don't I don't think like anyone was in it except Murphy Brown. Huh. Um are you there God? It's me Margaret. Um have not read the book. I think our uh school was too square. Yeah. Yeah, I have this on my list, even though I didn't read it, like I said I did, uh, all these books. But uh, but we read a lot of Judy Bloom. We read all the, like, fudge books, I remember. Uh, at Super least I fudge. did. Yeah, in, in grade school. Right. But, uh, but yeah, we never read uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. You know what there should be? Some what? Beverly Cleary books on this. Yeah. yeah, that's for smaller kids, I guess, right? Uh, what what did she write? Uh, Ramona the Pest, Beezus oh, yeah. and Ramona, Henry Huggins, all those. Guys. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit younger, and yeah. I and I feel like Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is uh, it's aimed a little older than like the Fudge books were, and, right. and all that stuff. Um, The Giver. Um, I. Pretended to read it for summer reading to get credit. Uh-huh. I did not read this book. You read it for Books the Podcast. No, not The or Giver. Or I did then. One of us did. No, we didn't read The Giver. We read The Giver. No. Then we read it on this show. We read The Giving Tree. No, we read The Giver. Shel Silverstein. We read The Gipper. I don't think so. We did. Huh. What's it about? This guy likes giving stuff. Yeah, I don't think. I don't no, think it's like every everything's in black and white, and every, I'm thinking of the movie. But I think also in real life, everything is in black and white because everybody had to take pills that uh, just kind of like sedated them, and then like some one one guy didn't want to take the pills, and he stopped taking the pills, and he started seeing colors and stuff. I don't recall this at all. <laughs> uh, holes. You read Holes for books. Yeah, podcast. Lewis Sacker. Yeah, that's like a new classic. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, new. It's, I don't know, 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, everybody listening to this is like, I watched that movie my, when I was four. My grandfather read that yeah. book. Uh, and, the, and then the last one that I have from this list is uh, The Hunger Games, which has yeah. uh, uh, made it onto the top 100 which I don't think is unearned. The Hunger Games on the top 100 YA yeah. books? Yeah. 100% that is that is earned. Uh, that should be top 10. Maybe it is. It's in my top 10. But I was going to say that I feel like that... It's a phenomenon. S- that series ended in a whimper. Sure. Yeah. You're thinking of the movies now. No, I'm thinking of the books too. I yeah. remember like the second one being very good, and then the third one not really liking it all that. I much. read the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, actually, I remember the third one. I liked it. Yeah, they ended it after three, yeah. but now there's a prequel. Now there's a prequel. That is the and, same thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and same thing. Like she went and wrote something else. I think that didn't do well, so she wrote a prequel. She got addicted to caviar. She's like, oh, I got to keep up my expensive caviar habit. You know what? It gets the best of uh, a lot of people. But, I, you know, it makes a lot of sense, especially like somebody like that, where they're at the point 
they're I'm sure they're getting offers from their publisher to write a, essentially a fourth Hunger Games book that even if they're like, eh, I don't have that great of an idea, probably being offered an amount of money that you'd have to be stupid to turn down. Right. You know, mm-hmm. at a certain point. Um, I was going to say one person I feel like that was more guilt kind of did something different, but also, uh, went back to the well too many times was, uh, the, uh, what's her name? Stephanie Meyer that wrote, uh, the twilight books. Oh, she did other things. She wrote a book that is, I think all the books or maybe just the first couple from the uh, uh, the vampire boys uh, perspective. The vampire boy. Oh, this is within the Twilight Edward universe. Cullen. Yeah. Okay. She didn't do, but she didn't like leave that space and be like, okay, now I'm going to do like a 1920, like a newsies thing. And then I think she did. I think she wrote, she wrote another. Newsies then. No, she wrote a, like a book about like an alien girl. Or a girl that falls in love with an alien. Ah. And it seems kinda he was, I see where you're going. It was with like that. a little warmed over, yeah. but but also it's like aliens aren't sexy. Like vampires are sexy. Lady. It depends I would on think, the alien. I would think you should know that better than anybody. Writing all these sexy vampires. Yeah. Maybe she just thinks a lot of things are sexy. So then she uh she wrote this book that I I, I remember reading a thing about it and they were like this book's really weird because a lot of the scenes in the book are the same scenes from like the earlier books. And apparently she like, I think kind of went crazy writing this book. Like it took, it took like a lot to, which it seems like double dipping. She's on drugs. No, (laughs) (laughs) it seems like double dipping. It seems like, you know, going back to the well for like an easy payday, but it sounds like, to actually write a story, the same story, but from a different person's point of view and make that interesting is very difficult. Lion King one and a half, my man. No, is that uh, what what happened in Lion King one and a half? Yeah, I haven't seen that or the Lion King, but I, <laughs> I do know that fact. Okay, well, maybe she should have. The events of the Lion King as seen from Timon and Pumbaa. Ah. I think it's kind of like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern situation, right. yeah. I think it's Rosenstern and Gildenkrantz. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. You can find all our social media links there. Yeah. And, uh, and like, go participate in the Reddit. Go yeah. participate in the Discord. The Discord community is thriving. Yes. And we're not like those other goddamn po- uh, podcasts where it's like, Oh, you have to join the Patreon to to do the yeah, Discord. The Discord. Huh. Nah, you no, can just wrong. go in there. I and mean, there's th- a Patreon only. There's a Patreon only, which is better than the rest of yeah. it. And you should all check that out. And you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash complete guide. Yes. Uh, and you can follow me on social media at Tom Reynolds. And I'm at your pal, Tim. And- well, uh, I'm just going to tell you about the Patreon. We yes. have a we have a podcast called uh, Books the Podcast, where we actually talk about books um, not just uh, wow, yeah. Right now we're reading. We're, we're this week we're wrapping up the book *Sapiens*, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, 
I think we're going to have some trenchant criticism in there of, of the book, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's loose. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a loose hour a week. But it's tight. But it's also tight when you think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, patreon.com slash complete guide. And like I said, I got a new book out and uh, the old book or the first book, the first old book, 99 cents. For, for this week. Meta. Yeah. Is the first book. Yeah. And guess what, Tim? The new book. Oh, uh, Infinity's End. Infinity's End. Yeah. And then there are uh, four I didn't want to accidentally get it them. wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like... So, you like, have to redo the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. Tim, did you know this? That uh, that first book uh, coming up on its 10th anniversary. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Isn't that wild? Yeah. yeah, crazy stuff. That book's uh, a couple years older than me. What was it like? What was the world like when uh, Meta came out? Because I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't alive. I mean, ten years ago wasn't that much different than now. Tom, twenty 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 thirteen wasn't different than twenty twenty three. I mean, in some ways, yes. Haven't you seen the memes where it's like it'll be a headline like, uh, you know, that features like Donald Trump and mm-hmm. stuff. And you'd be like, if you told this to yourself yeah. five, a mere five years ago, you'd be like, what's going on? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, like the whole time that was happening, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so true. so I, I, I understand yeah. how my older self would have reacted. I th- there yes there are some differences and there are some a hey, and then some things never change. <laughs> hey, uh, Christy Brinkley, always gonna be a babe. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes. All right, we'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.